Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. is already lost. But what if that could change? What if we did fight? Not only us, but others. Who? Who else do you think would come here and fight? Others that have reason to hate all that the mother world represents. Cora, you know this universe better than I. What if you could find the warriors that Noble seeks? The outlaws to fight alongside us. If I find warriors to fight for Velt, I give the village hope. If I give them hope, they fight and surely lose. I won't have that blood on my hands. Nor will I throw my life away the same as the rest of you. All right, here we go. It's How He Sees It, episode 213. This week we're tackling Rebel Moon, part one, A Child of Fire. So this is the latest Zack Snyder release on Netflix. This is a two-hour and 13-minute movie uh, released directly to Netflix. I don't think this hit the theaters anywhere. It did. Um, It played in four theaters, actually, a week prior to its release on Netflix, Uh, probably just to qualify it it for uh, awards consideration. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, (laughs) So... um, so yeah, it was a two hour and uh, thirteen minute. Uh, this this, you know, this could have been an hour and a half if he would have sped up some of those scenes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny though. We did cover the Zack Snyder cut of of uh, the Justice League. Justice League, and apparently there's a Zack Snyder cut of this as well. It has about forty five minutes of extra footage. It makes it R rated, and they're going to release it uh, just before right. part two comes out. Um, so R now when when okay just just off the cuff here if you if this is going to be R rated you're saying that this this longer cut of his 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 he's just going to do everything in slow motion now with the R rated do you think it's going to be for violence or for nudity violence or violence yeah I mean they were pretty borderline with some of the violence that we saw with the bludgeoning but uh, but it was, you know, it was still, still a space opera. So, so it's, <laughs> it feeds off of melodrama. So, so it's, it doesn't, it doesn't resonate. The violence doesn't. Well, although the, some of the moments in these seemed pretty brutal, and I, I'm surprised it didn't get the R rating just for some of the brutality. But eh, I get, I get you. All right. One of the things, the brutality of this is that you need to drink this or you need to watch this with a drink. Uh, and that's what we are going to do. We're going to talk about this with some drinks because we make cocktails or, or co- uh, uh, drinks and we pair them with whatever we're talking about. And that's no different this week with Rebel Moon. We're, we've had to come up with something to, to, to go with this. Uh, I'm curious to see what you got there, Steve. All right. Well, I went with a cocktail that they actually call out in the in the movie. It's called a, oh. a, carbo- a carbost, and it's when uh, it's when our um, Cora and yeah, yeah, um, they're at the bar. Gun- Gunner go and they meet. They end up meeting Kai at the bar on on their home on on Gunner's homeworld of what is it? Vent or Velt? Velt. But yeah, they go to they they bet the kind of the classic bar scene um, where. They meet all the all the random 
characters, mm-hmm. all the weird, weird characters. And um, <laughs> she orders it's the cantina uh, scene. Come on. A, car- yeah. a, a carbost. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. I wonder because I was struggling a little bit with with what I wanted to make. But uh, I looked it up and they actually uh, released a Zack that. Snyder carbost um, cocktail. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Let, let me read it up, read up on it. And it was it called for a, um, a Johnny Walker Black Scotch yeah. whiskey, uh, sweet vermouth, uh, lemon juice, orange juice, and then a cherry cinnamon syrup. And that, and and I thought that sounded kind of good, but um, I was a little uh, turned off by the by the uh, Johnny Walker. It's like, well, that doesn't Johnny Walker. That doesn't make sense, especially when I found out that Carbost is actually a place in Scotland, and they actually have oh, a Scotch no. distillery there. That and and um, it's called uh, Talisker Distillery, and I thought, damn, what if I could find a, a scotch from there and and sub um, sub sub the, ta- the Talisker? And sur- sh- sure enough, uh, I went to Bottle Barn and they had a ten-year Talisker scotch from um, nice uh, from Carbost. I'm getting tripping up in some of these words because I'm not used to saying them very often. Not only that, um, the Talisker. Uh, 25 year is what Alfred drinks in the Zack Snyder cut of, of Justice League. So I'm almost thinking there's some sort of reference here. There's something going on. I did a little research and I couldn't figure anything out. But I'm wondering if maybe Zack Snyder has some, you know, maybe he has part ownership of this uh, distillery or something. I don't know. But anyway, um, I thought, why not? So I grabbed, uh, I grabbed some of that. And I went with instead of a my standard sweet vermouth, my my coke or my uh, I, I have a couple that I go tos, but I found an Italian uh, Tuscany based uh, sweet vermouth with the intention of I, I was actually looking for a Chianti based um, sweet vermouth because it's a wine base. I thought, hey, if I can find a, a Chianti based one, um, which is it's usually Sangiovese grapes made from Italy in the Tuscany area, uh, but I couldn't find an actual an actual bottle that called out Tuscany or to called out Chianti. But, uh, I did get close with a, with a Tuscan mm-hmm. uh, Italian vermouth, um, or vermouth as, as it's on the, on the, on the label. And that was in honor of Anthony Hopkins. Um, I'm, you know, he, he, the Chianti reference from silence of the lambs, you know, I'll have a, I'll <laughs> his liver with fava beans and a nice Chianti. So, so that was just a little plug because his uh, little moment in the movie, he wasn't there much. He was the narrator and then he was the voice of, of Jimmy. Uh, and I really liked his bond with Sam. And I, it's one of those things that I wish I saw more of that because I thought there was some character growth in just that simple, innocent moment. And, and right. it, it started off to where this movie, I thought, oh, man, there's, this might have something to offer. So I was a little excited about it. But anyway, um, so... So I used that as a, as a nod to Anthony Hopkins. Uh, so again, it's one and a half ounces of this Talisker Scotch, one ounce of orange juice, three quarter ounces of this cherry of cherry syrup. I got some cherry syrup, half ounce of the Tuscan Vermouth, uh, half ounce of lemon juice, three quarter. Nope, I don't have that. And then a dash of cinnamon because I didn't have a cinnamon cherry syrup. I had to, <laughs> I had to make it separate. And I mixed it up and. I was a little nervous because I tasted the scotch ahead of time. And it's yeah, a pretty, yeah. It's a pretty peaty scotch. And I thought, oh, I don't know. 
but damn, this goes down really nicely. The peatiness really? goes okay. really well with the sweetness and the orange juice. I, I mean, I'm really surprised how how much I like this. Expecting it to to really not be that that great because I'm just I wasn't interested in the peaty mood. So anyway, this I call it an unexploited carbost because I'm getting the scotch from the actual source rather than uh, rather right, than, right, yeah. than, a, than a plug uh, for Johnny Walker <laughs> black, <laughs> which which seems a little exploitative. Yeah, so they, <laughs> well, they put together that that whole kit to make. There's three different ones. There's yeah. one like a Mother World and stuff, and then it, they're they're selling them as a kit, and you got to buy the kit with all three of them, which I'm sure yeah. they're charging a fucking shit ton for. <laughs> but it has all the different syrups and some limes and all. I mean, just. But yeah, you only get, you only are getting a, a 375 milliliter bottle too. You're not even getting a full bottle, but it's like Kettle One, Johnny Walker, and and some other main brand. So I'm sure he went out oh, and Kettle One. It to well, see this company. one. This one didn't call for any vodka, so I don't know what. Uh, maybe no, there was three of. They made okay. three different. It's a kit for three different cocktails for this this movie. Okay. And yeah, and and but a lot of them use a lot of the same flavors. A lot of that cherry. There's. Uh, I think it comes with two bottles of the. The cherry syrup, uh, cherry cinnamon syrup, and some other things. And I was looking at those. I was look. I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll make something from that. And then I looked at. It, I'm like, no, no, I'm I'm not gonna go with that. Uh, but no, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm glad you found it. Um, also, that thing that they drank in their their little cantina scene, uh, that looked like some uh, Flint, Michigan water. That that was some nasty looking stuff they poured well, in that. This this actually does kind of have the same consistency with the with the cherry and the and the orange juice kind of mixing together. Um, but I, I thought it was kind of a good match. I was trying yeah. to look for the glasses. I, I, I went to, to oh, right. just because I, really, I really, even though it was really kind of, you know, like a square ugly. shooter, wasn't it? They, they were ugly, but, but, um, it had a, it had a, an effect that I really liked. I thought if I can get a hold of a mug like that and pay, you know, nothing for it, then I'm, you know, right, I probably right. should have gone to some thrift stores or something like that. That's where you find some of the best glassware, but, um, but that yeah, didn't, didn't kind of, Kind of looked like a, a square shot glass in a way to me, you know, just like a little oversized shot glass. It had glass, a spiral. Like a it kind of had a spiral with some, well, yeah. Oh, I didn't watch it that closely when it came. I mean, it wasn't, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> I went around looking for different drinks, and uh, I, I started putting in Rebel Moon, and that's where I found out about that co that cocktail kick. And then as I was going, I just started looking for Rebel. <laughs> And I found these other different ones. And one that just struck me as so perfect for this that I was like, I have to go with that. And I have to change. I had to change the ingredients because they had some crazy, you know, ingredients that they were asking for. So I kind of took what they had and made it my own. But this is called a rebel without applause. <laughs> and I just I, it, to That's me. Nice. Yeah. And I, I, I like that. And so uh, it had a, a overproof uh, Jamaican rum. Which uh, I used to have some of those, and um, I have uh, some different rums. But uh, this also came with uh, pineapple juice and some lime juice, uh, and then this velvet. Uh, I'm gonna say this weird. It's um, it's the falernum. Falernum, yeah, <laughs> falernum. And uh, so uh, that well, that's what I put in it. It had a different uh, kind of a, a, a grape liqueur that's from. Uh, um, you know, Italy or something like that. And I was like, well, I remember last time I tasted that, it was kind of had a, a kind of citrusy grapeness to it. It has a, a texture. And I'll go, oh, that probably would be a good substitute. But I substitute for the for the rum. I went with a pineapple rum. 
and I upped the ounce, you know, I, I went from one ounce to two ounces of uh, this pineapple rum instead of the overproof rum. Uh, I did the, the velvet flirtum. Uh, one ounce of that just to get that texture and a little bit of that that grapeness to it uh, uh, Three-quarter ounce pineapple juice three-quarter ounce lime juice Just put that shake or shake it up pour it in your your rocks glass and they did it They topped it with a top of Chico I think is what it was, but I don't have that and I was like well What can I use and I got a lot of different carbonated stuff, but I got my favorite of that fever tree uh, elderflower tonic water <laughs> and I was like yeah, I'm gonna top it with that and this actually is something I could go back to multiple times. Nice. This is good. Um, it's 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 just got a, a a nice kind of citrusy lime kind of the the pineapple sweetens it just enough. The lime brings it in really good, and it's it goes down really really good. Mm. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think the the texture is it's got a little bit of a texture to it, so it's not just you know, it, it's, it almost sticks with you a little bit with that the velvet in there. So, uh, yeah, this is my uh, Rebel Without Applause. And why did which, you choose that name? <laughs> Let's talk about where that... <laughs> so, we're going to get into this, and I'm not going to say I am a hater of this movie at all, but I was kind of bored. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, it, it, had, it has a lot of potential. And, you know, this is... This is I mean, he... Zack Snyder came right out and said that, yeah, he, uh, this is, this is a, um, based on Seven Samurai, based on, you know, uh, the Star Wars, um, uh, you know, uh, what was it? I can't remember if he said specific one or not, but definitely, you know, he tried to sell this to, uh, Disney in the beginning when they first think bought was, Star yeah, Wars. I think it was right before actually. And then, cause, cause they yeah. were actually, yeah, considering to make it into the next star wars or when and it right. might have done better if it had a little bit of star wars lore with it where they didn't have to like build the lore while it was going it just you know i was you thinking did the about story instead because of it. the one thing the one thing that was well I, I was thinking about the the what was the force awakens and yeah had some interesting characters it actually was probably the most successful of the three when it came to the the new trilogy it certainly struck people really liked it but one of the things that people didn't like about it was because it was that it was you know just an exact copy of the original star wars <laughs> right and um and so if you look at at the storyline of this one the Sim seven samurai one and and it kind of ends in a it it doesn't it doesn't kind of go off to the the big planet that they have to destroy at the end like like they do in Yet. Star Wars and Force Awakens it actually has and <laughs> kind of I I I actually appreciated how they ended it even though I it wasn't satisfying but at least it wasn't the same well it's a part 1 part 2 exactly. so it really wasn't an end it was just a break yeah but I mean, even going so, into Force Awakens, you know, that's the same thing, you know, where, you know, part one, that was going to be a part one of a trilogy. Yeah. So you knew there was more coming. So uh, what is what what's to me this? But this didn't even finish a story. This kind of this literally is an intermission. If you ask <laughs> me, I, I mean, it felt like that to me. It, it felt very lacking at the end, but it was also like, OK, it's two hours and 15 minutes in. You you got to cut it somewhere because you 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 know you can't have a four hour movie like this and people f fall for it. Did you f did, did you get the impression that it almost felt like the whole movie was full of first acts? There were so many kind of character introductions where you you get a character, you get a quick 
some quick exposition, and then they put the character in the background, you never see him again, and they move on to the next character introduction. It seemed like this whole part one was full of these first acts. So, yep. um, and, it, it, and I think that was, that was a, a letdown, you know, you certainly I think need, you kill, to, it, you need to get those characters interacting. Um, well, it doesn't really give you any buy-in on him. Like you really no. don't care for it. Uh, the main character, um, let me pull up her name real quick. Cora. Sophie. Sophie. Yeah. Patella, Sophie. Patella, yeah. Yep. Sophia. As Cora. Yeah. We kind of, you kind of like her. You kind of with her cause you get a little bit of her story and a little bit. Um, and the guy that's with her gunner, um, uh, me. Yeah. But what really, Michael. I mean, do either of those characters really have any growth? Maybe Gunner gets to gets to find out he has potential to to, to you know in the end when he he's ends a, up. He's about the only one that has any real growth. She's kind of she has a an awakening. Like you know, she's supposed to be a badass because they they tell you from the get go. It's like, oh no, she's out here, you know, plowing fields. But really, she's a badass. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know that going in, you, you you're not going to be surprised by anything. But yeah, she really doesn't have any growth either, and and all we get f- her story. Uh, <laughs> my wife Alyssa, we were watching this, and she was saying is like, like, because they kept breaking up her story with each new character too. Like they tell a little bit more. It's kind of like, could could they not have just sat down and told us all at one time? Like, <laughs> like, you yeah. know, it, it's it, it got ahead of itself in a little bit of its like. Well, I I don't try to be so important. I don't mind them breaking up the, the, the kind of when you learn about a character and as you as you continue to find meet new characters, you learn a little bit more about the main character and stuff. But the way they did it, they kept doing it in flashbacks. So it was like flashback exposition and they just broke it up every time you saw a new character. Well, let's throw some more flashback in. So it it felt like it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like the new characters brought out some new backstory in this in this uh, you know, your your main protagonist. Um, it, instead, it was just like, oh, this is a trigger for another flashback. So it was, yeah. it was, it was poor, poor filmmaking, you know, that relied too much on flashback exposition rather than, you know, learning a character through, through the growth and interaction of new characters. I, I agree. I, I, yeah, it, it just, it did. It seemed like a bunch of little, this, this could have been, this could have been better as a series. 100 percent you know Um, heavy heavy metal also had a had an influence on this i think they said star wars seven samurai and heavy metal kind of that that lore which um and i found it interesting how much they talk about this being oh man i i looked it up and how they describe it and it's and it it said something i gotta find my notes but it was like a a multimedia uh, rebel moon is a new multimedia franchise IP intellectual property from director Snack Snyder. They didn't talk about a, a movie. They they're they're really trying to create this brand, this this yeah. multimedia he world. He wants to make his new Star games, Wars world, comic books. Yeah. They yeah. So it's it, it feels like they're getting so far ahead of themselves. Um, they're really throwing all their eggs in one basket. But it, but I think he didn't want to be you know locked into a star wars world or a uh, or a no, DC he didn't. universe he wanted Actually, to have the freedom to yeah if he could have got star wars to buy onto this he would have went hook line and sinker into it and, and molded his story around star wars lore i guarantee it he he would have done that 
And he would have been happy to do it because, yeah, that would have meant millions and millions of dollars in his pocket with toys and already fan base, right? Yeah, and maybe, you know, he he, he wore a lot of hats here. It was writer, director, um, um, and also cinematographer, you know. He, which, he might have even catered. I heard he might have <laughs> catered. <laughs> so some, some of his more successful ones, or at least successful from a from a um, uh, reception, for, you know, likability. I mean, I, I think of 300 yeah. and uh, the Dawn of the Dead. I think that's what it was. It was, it was his, mm-hmm. um, and um, Watchmen. I'm, I'm a fan of Watchmen. I know that has some- Watchmen is a great one, but he also, that story was there for him. He just put it- The story it was film. there. Yep, he was directing. All those, he was just directing them. That was, that was his, yeah. his gig. I think um, Sucker Punch was one of his that he- took a lot more i don't think that was and, something he wrote and you, maybe you really liked that i do i i'm one of the few apparent fans of it i i think it's a great movie I, yeah. I i mean it's not like i'm not gonna say it's great like oscar you know all that but i find it very entertaining i find it ahead of it uh the curve for like you know diversity as far as like a woman-led uh yeah. action movie um, I don't understand why people have so much problem with it, other than the fact that it is woman rant, you know, led. But I mean, to me, it's one of those. It's like it is kind of comic booky, probably more so than a lot of the stuff he does, where it's very believable in what they're doing in a comic aspect. Well, where I mean, everything is like was based oh, on a comic book. Watchmen was based on a comic book. So yeah. that's he. He is a very visual. Director, I, I think I got to check out Sucker Punch again because I maybe I didn't give it enough enough credit when I, I saw it. There, I, to me, I, I think, think I was great. a little I was a little bored, like like you mentioned with this one. But one thing he does in most of his movies, and this one even too, is is visually they're they're stunning. You know, he yeah, puts in, sure. you know costume, uh, the the set design, the cinematography, um, and often I think. The editing works well, although in this one I did not think it it worked well. You you mentioned the, all the slow motion. He's known for that sort of stuff in a lot of his movies with Three Hundred and Watchmen, and but boy, in this one it seemed like it was over exploited. Well, uh, so where I saw the the first of the okay, you you're, you're a little too obsessed with your your slow mos was was Justice League, where. His slow mos were were used over like too much, and in weird spots where it was kind of like you didn't necessarily need to slow that part down. And this is the same thing where there's a lot of scenes where it's just like a half a second or two where it just slows down for a a beat, and then it's back to normal speed. And you're like, okay, didn't really need that, but okay. Um, some of them worked. Some of them gave a little bit more, you know emphasis to it you're almost like the when the soundtrack kicks in it kind of like some of the, the scenes it gave a little bit too but some of it was just like oh really we're gonna do that one again it seems it like it goes it's back his, to the well too much it's like a signature thing that Zack snyder brings when it's a Zack snyder movie it's you're the lens the, flare <laughs> it's a lens yeah just like with star yeah exactly um jj abrams with the lens flare right and, and uh but yeah, this didn't feel like it had its own expression that was unique to this Rebel Moon world uh, when it came to filmmaking. It certainly had, it seemed like it had a lot of depth in potential. I mean, 
I think these characters were well thought out. Their backstory, there's lore here that you could draw in. You know, you can get a lot from. I, I think I'd, I'd be interested if I was more interested in the plot and the characters. And and I, I mentioned my cocktail. Anthony Hopkins um, was that that was an early scene where they bring this this um, robot or this android called their jimmies i guess they were they yeah. were a, a bunch of androids that were created to protect the princess and or was it the queen i think they i think they were actually just they they were they were like they're they're a militarized version of c3po okay. basically they're 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 self-aware right and but they're but they're they're actual combatants. They're they're designed as as military weapons, but they have a loyalty to the princess, and they have an emotional chip in, in order yeah. to, to try to tap into the, you know, the the peace building that that I, I guess this princess was was destined to bring. about yeah yeah. Um, and this one in particular, JM fourteen thirty five is is our our Jimmy in this. He gets you know you know he's he's on board of on board the Imperium ship, the vessel. I can't remember the name of the vessel, but, but oh, um, uh, uh, go ahead. I'll figure it out. <laughs> it's all right. Um, and, uh, they went after they, they invade this, this farm, this village on, on this, on this planet. And they say, Hey, we're, we, we need some food. Um, and, uh, they, they kill the, the leader just to prove that they're, they're tough shit. And then they leave behind a small band of, of perverts to, uh, to make sure that, uh, that, you know, that everyone stays in line and, uh, included is this, is this, uh, old robot. And I guess I'm kind of surprised that they would include the, why would they put the robot there? Who's obviously loyal it's a worker to, bee. okay. It, they're worker bees. That's the idea is that they're still they still believe in that they'll follow orders that and protect, you know, innocents and stuff like that. So yeah. if they believe that the the troops there are innocent, they'll protect them. I mean, that's what the commander thought till he got yeah. his fucking ass shot off, um, which was he, a pretty good. That was actually a fairly. I like that scene. I did too. Uh, and I I mean, he has a moment. This Jimmy has a moment with Sam, one the kind of the innocent young mm-hmm. uh, young women there that reminds. Jimmy a little bit of the uh, of of the princess, Princess Isa, you know, and uh, and they have, and gosh, she she even gives him a flower, a uh, little. You, you know what that head, is? Head, head that, that for this movie, that's Chekhov's gun. I learned the word, <laughs> and now I'm going to use it. Did you put a post it on your on your computer? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, but I I might. But that's a Chekhov's gun, you know, and 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 that's going to come back. That she looks a lot like the old princess, and somehow I have a feeling she's going to come back and be. Somehow, yeah, you know, and it was a beautiful. I I thought that was a good moment between the two of them. It created a bond, and then when she was, you know, she was victimized by the by the the the, the band of perverts that were it, there. To, yeah. <laughs> you know, they they wanted to rape her, and you know that's when Cora, you know, came into action. But it was it was actually when Jimmy ran in and picked up the gun. I, and I really thought it was kind of cool how he just kind of picked up, looked at it, and because he he had kind of taken a. A vow of He's, nonviolence, right? Isn't yeah, he kind of go, he kind of goes monk on him, you know. Yeah, He's like a, a pacifist. <laughs> yeah, but then, 
but then he just takes him out and he doesn't even move the weapon. I thought that was really it's no aim. He it's like he knew how to aim with it just sitting in his hand like well, that. His vi- just, yeah, his visual acuity. He could probably be looking out of his ear if you know. Well, you know. he's gonna he's gonna be a badass motherfucker when they let him loose. And oh, and then he runs away, and we don't yeah. see him again until the very end. I thought, oh my god. I mean, I, he was the one that. I was interested in, and I thought this shows right? how you get two characters, Sam and Jimmy, and they, they, this is where you get character building. You learn from each other how they interact, and, and each one of them kind of developed, and both of those characters were tossed there, and we get stuck with characters that have no interaction <laughs> with anyone. <laughs> it just felt like that, that is, was, that's set me quiet. up, oh my gosh, I'm interested in this movie, but... <laughs> We had a quiet, you know, <laughs> reserved little girl and a, pet, a peaceful robot that gave us more human feeling than the rest of this crew. Yeah, no, you're right. That Well, and also, I mean, you know, we talk about um, the disposition in movies and stuff like that. And instead of showing us, they fed it to us. And, and even in the scenes with, with, with uh, uh, Jimmy and Sam uh, where they were kind of talking, it felt more real even though it was it was kind of like a story of disposition it kind of felt more meaningful because he was telling his story to her in a way not just a flashback of uh i don't know maybe maybe it's the actors too because i mean you, you you talked about it. we have uh, anthony hopkins as the voice of jimmy maybe it's just him him telling it better and and cora telling her story i just like really yawn like they could have done that in better ways, I think, and and and, and that's right. We had we had potential, right? Sam, and and then we also had the the little uh, the one trooper who wasn't a pervert, right? He's the one that stood <laughs> oh, yeah, up Ari for. Oh uh, I, I got that name wrong, but uh, Aris, Aris, Aris. Sorry. Yeah, and yeah, you know, he, so he was I'm like sure... Finn from Star Wars. He's the stormtrooper that that kind of turns turns good with a heart of gold. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean it'll it'll. Those guys will play that. I mean, I, I don't know about you. I, did you see that uh, part two's uh, trailer release today, too? I saw it. Um, at the, I, oh, well, no, it was at the end of it. Was at oh, the I end. turned it off. I was I was done. Oh, we also watched it really late. I was like, I don't need no more credits. I didn't realize the trailer. OK, so I if, saw if there, was, if there was a new one that dropped. No, I only watched the one at the end of uh so if it dropped, you say it dropped yesterday because when did I? Finish um, this? I just I saw I just saw it up. I saw it today, and it was it's part uh, Rubble Moon Part Two on IMDb. I didn't see it yesterday when I was looking stuff up. It just came up all of a sudden today, so I thought right. it dropped today. Um, you know, we do see some of those guys back, and and it looks like it's going to be they're going to get back to that town, and you know, I although, expect, I uh, expect. I mean, what a strange thing! It's funny at the very last shot, where, or the next to last shot, when you see when you see Jimmy, he's got those horns. I was got a crown. I thought. I thought. Okay, is that just mean that Sam's just had had her way with him and you know keeps? Uh, and, well, you know, I did. I actually read up a little bit on what happened, uh, just because okay. I know that that you know he it has to do with when he ran off into the forest at the end and he ends up um, finding a dead uh, the elk king elk, or something. Yeah, something like uh, something something happens. I mean, it seemed like there was some some more story to it. But when I saw it the first time, I thought maybe he had gone bad. You know, here he looked a little bit more like menacing the way he was staring at them. Like, are we, are they walking yeah. into a trap that Jimmy is now, uh, is now <laughs> taking over this little village, made them all his minions and, and he's going to go, uh, you know, go plan of the apes on them. 
Right. Uh, well, it also looked to me it was like a replication of the the crown that uh, King Levitica uh, was wearing. The the seahorse king there uh, on that that was hiding the rebel. You know, I don't know what those guys were. The the rebel bastards. I don't know what they were. The um, there was the two, the one that went with them, that, and the one and the sister that didn't. There was oh, blood axe. Uh, oh, but there was the seahorse king that you know he gets he gets molly walked with a stick too, and they you know breaks oh, his right. crown. But he had a crown of thorn, you know, horns like that too. Okay. And I thought it was some kind of homage to that somehow or something. I don't know. I, but yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it reminded me of uh, of of your favorite uh, Marvel um, with with the. Uh, Gosh, Hella, Hella, she's got those those crowns there, those those antlers, those antlers that come out. Yeah. And uh, I remember, I loved that we've talked about the trailer for that, the original trailer, and it's built on all these kind of slow motion visuals and yeah. almost almost Zack Snyder esque, you might say. Uh, that movie mounted to a lot more than just those visuals, fortunately. Oh yeah, um, because I mean, me, I look at some of the visuals of this, <clears throat> the antlers on Jimmy, the you know, the, a lot of the. A lot of the stills I saw going into this movie, and even the slow motion, which I think is just kind of a, a moving still almost, you, you know, give a little <laughs> bit of mo- motion to them, are, are gorgeous to look at, beautiful. Um, and um, it just, to me, though, that's not enough to, to keep you... Visually, interested. Zack Snyder does an incredible job. He does. Um, with, with all of his, his, his backgrounds, with his, his um, makeup, his... Costuming, every, I mean, everything in this, it had a look of um, like a steampunk kind of, old, you know, it reminded me of a little bit too, was Firefly. How sure. everything looked yeah. like a little bit dirty and dusty, and but it was also in space, but they also had like old CRT monitors, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, you know, the, it's kind of a old school meets new school. Some of the clothes they're wearing, you're like, that's some uh, Amish shit from the fucking 1800s, but you're in space doing that. I loved um, uh, Jimmy's uh, facial design, the all the yeah. all the tattoos that are kind of built into his his metal, the uh, his armor. Um, I like his little things out the back of his head that made him look kind of like he had some long hair. I thought that was kind of a cool thing <laughs> and, too. And, Just, and, I mean, and his little lights that made him blush, you know. And, yeah. No, the, and those those nuances are are are, are wonderful. Often though, they looked very. Uh, it's like, oh, I've seen that in this this. Or I've seen that in other movies. Before. Oh, there's so much shit grabbed from everywhere it, it, else. I to, mean, to me, that's that's it's hard to to avoid. <laughs> you know, right. there's, oh, there's God, so much no, content sure. out there. I mean, you look at Star Wars and Star Wars, you know, he was inspired by Dune, Frank Herbert's Dune. Yeah. You know, so so you're always kind of borrowing and drawing stuff from that. Um, but you can't depend on that. You, you know, I think I would have given it more of a pass if, if the characters were, were more interesting and they you know, they played off each other in a unique and interesting had, way. Had a little bit more. Yeah. 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 No. And, the, and, you know, going back to saying that this could have been better as a series, I think the reason why I say that is, is like, okay, this is a, a part one and stuff. And, and we got what five introductions of new people, right? Each one of those is an episode and you have, something that they have to overcome rather than just getting there, meeting them, watch them do their thing. And then all of a sudden fucking buddy, buddy, like it, it was like, 
Yeah. It was like watching a bad role-playing game where they have to introduce everybody through this. We're going to travel to this tavern, and you're going to talk to so-and-so, and and he's going to give you the name of this guy. I was like, oh, I think if if you're going to try to take, you know, create this multimedia universe intellectual property to build on you've got to start with a big bang and i don't know if a series would have pulled that off i think this was the right avenue i think they had a lot of ingredients to make this work they, I oh, think wait, 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 let's look okay look at firefly yeah, firefly well, yeah, started that, i'm okay but fi- people have been clamoring for another firefly this could have been a very Firefly-esque series that introduced these one step at a time to get this crew together, and, and maybe, maybe, I, maybe it starts I hear quickly with a first, I hear, season, you know, a first episode. I hear what you're saying, and I, and I I get that from the standpoint of storytelling. I'm just saying that I don't think. I mean, they tried that, and Firefly notoriously. I know it was during writer strike or something happened during it, so they couldn't finish all the all the episodes in the in the full. First season, you know, but, yeah. but it, it failed miserably. I mean, it, even though it had such a cult following and people adore it and it was enough to to get a movie to actually kind of finalize the story, it still was a ultimately a big failure. And so I don't but think it was any- also on network TV, not streaming services where now series have done better than than they have in the past where you were especially like you know look at like things like stranger things where you you release all of them at once so it's like this this long movie that you can break up and take which, in which bits one did and pieces. you say what, what, stranger what, things stranger things yep that's possible you know what the, i mean the expanse that's, isn't that uh i haven't seen yeah. that but uh isn't that a kind of a, a space opera style where yeah we're trying to build and people love it yeah people love it but uh that's but in, I, I think this would have been very much like that. It could have, it could have, I, I'm just saying, I think, well, I could have done better with a series. Considering how this landed, I mean, it's still right now, it's the number one movie on Netflix and in all sorts of countries and stuff like that. I think that's they, only because people are watching know, it and it's new, but I'm just, the ratings I'm just, are horrible. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying that if, they could have nailed this better. If they, if Zack Snyder could have delivered with a better story and brought the characters, I think this would have would have worked much better. I, I, I right now I don't know. I mean, they've got another movie coming out, but I, I have a feeling that it's uh, yeah, fade. it's going to drop April nineteenth, twenty fourth. So it's not too you, long. Considering they're putting a game into this, they've got comic books coming out next month. I wouldn't uh, buy any of them. No, I. I no, I, I think I'm I'm asking, do you think this world is gonna survive longer than no. this initial release of, of movies nope. and comic books? You think it's just gonna I have fall a feel flat? Yeah. A lot of people are watching this because for one, it's one of the few things that's out right now to watch on streaming that's new. Uh, right. people like new movies. Zack Snyder's a huge name and and this has been pumped for a long time. I mean, we've been hearing about this for a while. So people are gonna watch it, especially on Netflix is one of the, the top streamers. So yeah, and Granted, it's number one on theirs, but why? Is it really number one, or do they just put it number one? Because they want to pump their own fucking, you know, hey, look what we got. This is number one on us. Everybody watch it. You know, um, and a lot of people are going to watch this. And I believe a lot of people watch the second one because people are invested and people like to finish things. It's it's that completist of us, you know. So they're going to watch the second I, I, one. I'll watch the will second that, one. Will but, that? But oh, I'm I will not, too. Yeah. I'm 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 down for it. Will I watch this first one again? Woof. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably not. 
Probably not ever. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have watched this if I weren't podcasting on it. Considering kind of the reaction <laughs> I've already heard. No, I'm serious. And and the only reason I think I'm going to watch the second one is because reaction. because I've done more research. I've looked at. I've looked into some of the characters that I was a little bit more like. You know, I wasn't very interested in them in the movie. But what the hell's their story? You know, and 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 I I read no, up. A you're little right. Because there's a lot of there's already a lot of story out there on on fan fan sites where I think they're hoping that this 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 works. But but what I when you were talking about a series, you know, this might have worked better as a series. I was just my point was that I think I think they set it up properly. I think they gave it an audience. It just was not very it didn't it didn't it didn't deliver. I think if if it could have been made into a better character driven, interesting, entertaining well, that's why I think it whatever too- movie as is um, you know, the same kind of storyline and stuff like that. It, I think it, it went been, too fast. Yeah. It went too fast with trying to, to pick up all these different people and make us care about them. Cause so we got, we got, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to have to go back and get his name there. Blood, the blood guy, uh, Darian, Darian blood axe, blood axe, right. Ray, Ray so, yeah. right. Yeah. We get him and he has his big moment where he almost saved his people. Because he, he runs and does his slow motion jump and slow motion run up the thing. And has his and, spear that he he punctures. And then he misses and then gets <laughs> shot. And then, you know, I didn't give a damn. I, I had no care for that guy at all because we had nothing from him other than he. Absolutely. Was, and most of the characters made a, were that way. You know, he made a speech in front of his people about, you know, yeah, I, I'm going to go fight for the innocent and stuff like that. But. Didn't really care. I and he was late. Like, if he had saved his people, maybe I might have given a damn. But it just, it, it, the, that whole fight was kind of, kind of not there either. Yeah, there were three characters that really, they, they, they put all their, their eggs in, in the basket of, of, of Korra, um, of Gunner. Who, who I, you know what, every Not time. Not really up, did much either. Every time I looked up the movie, his name came in like sixth, you know, as far as billing, which kind of surprised me. But, um, and then uh, Kai, who was probably yeah. the most recognized of the, of the Charlie, faces. Charlie, uh, yeah. Yeah, Hunnam. Hunnam. I, I, I don't he, uh, recognize well, the name, but I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Well, he was in uh, uh, um, Sons of Anarchy. Okay, so that's okay. where I know him from because I watched that, and he was he was the titular character in that show. He was the 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 main guy. So, um, yeah, that's where I even Alyssa's like he looks really familiar, and I'm like I you might have seen Sons of Anarchy with me a couple times. So, um, yeah, that's and he also did King Arthur, the Legend of the Sword movie. Directed so he's by, been in directed stuff. that because that was directed by one of the one of the uh, the guys that the the one that did the the. Sherlock Guy Holmes Ricci. movies, yeah, Guy Ritchie with uh, with with Iron Man, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, with Iron Man. Iron Man's everywhere, um, but yeah. So, he, he, I, well, okay. So that was also he was definitely one of the main characters, and we actually started to see some character in him, and then they turned him into a fucking bad guy. I was like, ugh. I'm like well, that just, I, I. I, there were, I, the one he, guy I cared about the, on the whole crew at that point. When he had the conversation with Kai where he says, you know, I'm starting to become a, I, I'm starting to sympathize. I, I, I was rolling my eyes going, oh God, this is so silly. But then when he double crossed everything, I went, oh, I didn't see that coming. So 
part of me didn't see it coming. I, I and that was like one of the few times where I didn't see it coming because most of the things that were happening in this movie was like, okay, obviously that's going to happen next. Or obviously yeah. that's going to happen next. But the whole double cross. That was end, the only thing that wasn't really that. I, and I, I talked about that with Alyssa too. I was like, well, yeah, I, I didn't really see that one. And, and then I, I had this, I had this small urge of hope for a fucking fleeting second that I was like, well, maybe he's going to be a triple agent. Maybe he's going <laughs> to double cross, just, triple cross. You wanted the actor to stick around? Is that what it was? <laughs> well, because he was the one guy he actually cared about and kind of had a personality on that fucking crew. The rest of them were like paper cutouts. Like, I mean, literally no no emotion, no They were <laughs> like brooding. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, they didn't have much to, to I'm going to stand us. here and flex my abs. That I mean, the, the, the <laughs> I don't know. I mean... I don't even know if he's a native guy, but he definitely is is kind of looking. That's Terak. He's kind of looking native in 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 everything. But I mean, literally, he just stands around flexing his abs. You don't. He just. I don't know. That it was a weird. I mean, fun scene kind of of him fly. Uh, you know, riding the the hippogriff or whatever. Yeah, I think that's what those are called. <laughs> well, that's the Harry Potter guy, right? This was like a well, raven. Oh, but isn't the same thing. Well, it could have been a black eagle. I mean, it was a it was a bird, horse bodied bird, or in, or you know, in a, a hi, I guess a hippogriff is a lion. I think it's more of a bodied. griffin. I think is what you, is more the is more the. It's a horse bird. I think I think hippogriff is from Harry Potter lore. That's what I'm just saying. You're calling out a name. I, no, I think I don't. I think hippogriff is from mythology. I think they took it. Oh, from, okay. In, okay, I didn't know that. I'll trust yeah, you I on believe that. so. I could be wrong. I I know there's I know there's animals like that, but anyways, you know he gets his big deal, and then I even called it like when uh when it when he walked away and the guy tried to ride him, I go he's gonna fucking eat his face, <laughs> and he did. Uh, but yeah, it was like you know that guy. He you just are stands correct. Around I, with his- I am mistaken. Hippogriff. I always thought that was just a funky name that uh, that came out of Harry Potter, but no, that's a no, legendary I, that's animal. Myth- Good for you. Yeah. All right. Myth- I've I've read mythology a couple times, or at least a little bit of it. <laughs> Got your myth. Um, well, yeah, I I was one of those kids that always wanted to find one of those, uh, you know, bridge to Terabitha. Or is that how do you say that? Terabitha. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> that's the place. I was always looking for some kind of fairy tale thing in my backyard, or you know, fall through a hole in my garage and end up in a different world. I, I was all about right. that shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, he he's he's just this. He's just a body to look at for the most part. He's, you know, uh, and someone should run a comb through his hair. He looks ridiculous. Uh, you then know, you got. Uh, <laughs> you, since, since you brought this up, you know, brought, you, you know, I'm thinking of Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe because the wardrobe that takes you to Narnia. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But that's an interesting series, too, because the movie came out and they released Lion, Lion, Lion the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Huge success. Huge mm-hmm. success when it was released. Liam Neeson doing the voice of Aslan and stuff. And yeah. then they followed up with Prince, Cas- Prince Caspian, which didn't quite resonate. And then nobody, they actually made another movie, the, the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, and nobody even knows that one. I mean, it just seems like <laughs> this, was, this, is, this is how not to do a, um, a I want to say space opera, but that's more of like a fantasy opera or something. Uh, yeah. Um, but, how, you, you know, so... It's. I think there have been many different attempts to try to recreate what Star Wars did, what Lord of right. the Rings did. I think that's what what uh, what 
um, when Lion of the Witch, the Wardrobe, that was yeah. following in the wake of of Lord of the Rings success. So uh, it's not easy. For sure. <laughs> no, it's not. And, and, and you know, we're, who are we? We're, we're not critics. We're just fans. Uh, and we're just telling people what we'd like to see. And, and yeah, I mean, there's people that love Zack Snyder. And there's people that have rated this a 10. There's people that yeah. are out there that I know have rated this a 1. I don't think... No, and I've said this before in this podcast. There is no one, and there is no ten out there ever. No, you, but you I think get a you mix and I both, of them. You and I both know that you know halfway through the movie. I mean, you said it. You were bored. I was too. Yeah. We were trying to figure out why. I mean, what does this movie have not of that that a movie like you know Lord of the Rings or or you know in my case I'm a big Dune fan. I I was almost expecting you to. <laughs> well, it I, has I mean, a lot of look like Dune. It does Dune, have a lot of Dune movies. is coming. Uh, they're they're releasing. I wonder that was supposed to come out at Christmas time, the same time this right. was. Uh, they pushed that one back till March uh, because of, or I think maybe it might be late February now, but uh, because of the uh, the actors' strike, I believe, not the writers' strike, the actors' yeah. strike on that one. Um, but um, but in, anyway, that, that that again has a lot of brooding characters and stuff like that. But to me, that delivers a gravitas that you just can't put on the same. I mean, that that's something that I think Zack Snyder try to does, tries to do with his slow motion, add gravitas to moments by he does. creating he slow goes, oh, motion. Look, and it just... It's all, look, it's, look how cool I am. Slow down and watch how cool I am instead of, like, what I would rather have is something that's so cool and at regular speed that I go, fuck, I got to see that again. Instead of something so slow, I'm like... Oh, okay. That's how you do it. All right. Yeah. And you know, what that's you what I feel like with his slow motion. What do you think of the... I I was a little uh, disappointed at some of the fight choreography, too. Because if they're going to do slow motion, it's like, well, let's 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 see what they're doing. You know, they're slowing it down so we get to see all the nuance of every move. Yeah. It didn't really seem that interesting. <laughs> so... The first, the first action we really get is kind of her when she when Cora goes in and saves Sam against the the perverted soldiers, right? <laughs> Thank you. And she kind of goes, she kind of goes off. No, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, there. That's another one that really pissed me off too. I was like, yes, soldiers sometimes could be assholes, but really, you got to make all of them just except for one guy. You know, it's kind of like that's. They could have, they could, you know, they could have done something so much better with that. But anyways, she goes in and she, she kind of goes off on him. Right. And I thought a lot of that was really well done that, you know, the, the kind of like the moving and shooting and stabbing and stuff. I thought that was really well done. Uh, the next, uh, the next one was, is at the bar scene where she's right. kind of, uh, what I thought between the two of those though, was I was like, okay, when she's taking on like 15 soldiers by herself, kind of. You know, they're they're a little bit more trained, I would say. She was taking them out one shot here, one shot. You know, she was really like looked like she was fucking a badass. Then you get in this bar scene, and the first like eighty shots, all everybody takes misses everything. Yeah, and I was kind of like, well, what the hell? What's and and the and the gross bad guy in the bar gets the drop on her, and it's Kai that has to save her. Yeah, by by exactly, which which felt a little like. Yeah, that doesn't uh, jive with how they're trying to create this Korra character as being... Well, and uh, that guy just all of a sudden decided in that last second, like, he just... He didn't know who she was. And all of a sudden, he's going to go, oh, no, I can turn her in for millions of dollars, so I better save her. It it doesn't make sense in the end. It made sense up until the double cross. Then it was kind of like, wait, 
you had this all planned out from the minute you shot that dude. That don't make no sense. Yeah. Because he didn't know her then. He didn't know who she was. He didn't know until on the road when she was telling the story. So, it, I, it, you know, he, they were all already you, on the way to get the, the Tyrak guy before. Now, now, did you realize that the, the guy that at the, the very end of the double cross where they've got that, uh, the guy that looks like he's he's a he's an orc from uh, from. Um, oh, the the yeah, the blue guys. Uh, the yeah, blue, they look like. But he was he was at the bar. He was leaving. Yeah. Right at the sand. And I, so I wonder if maybe there was some and they had already pulled the pulled the other guy out. that They, sh- they shot in the back of the head but, with the whatever that mine. Yeah. He said, though, in the beginning that he goes, oh, I figured a way that I could get you to help me get these guys and then I could turn everybody in. So he already thought she was somebody and and thought she was the prize. You know, it just it did make a lot of sense because, like, there's no name farmer girl that was looking for rebels. All that's nothing at the time. It it just didn't make sense. But it is what it is. Um, Yeah. So that, that was weird. Um, and then we get into more of the action. You know, we get Tarek riding the the, the hippogriff-ish uh, animal. Then we get the oh, uh, what's her name? Nemesis. Nemesis. Well, let's uh, let's back up to 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 Tarek. Was that his name? Tarek. Yeah. Tarek Decimus. The the yeah the beast tamer. The prince from Samandria, <laughs> paying off his life debt. And and they say, oh, you know. You can risk, you know, taking him, and, right? You know, you know, you can, or we, you can gam- I'm a gambling man, and is if he can tame that hippogriff, <laughs> right? Then, uh, uh, then you guys can have him. Otherwise, I get to keep all you. I guys. get you. And it was just like, yeah, I don't- who, what, who the, f- who would, who would take that up the first time she you met this guy? <laughs> exactly. She doesn't know him, Adam. She's like, can you do it? You know, it's kind of like, uh, what the hell? Um, yeah. So uh, that, yeah, that that didn't make sense, and it was a little too quick and easy. And then, uh, but we did get Nemesis. She was kind of interesting because uh, when when we first saw her, I was like, oh hey, it's the chick from uh, Pitch Perfect. <laughs> I thought it was the, the oh, Asian girl, the, the, one, the one that you know that her, spoke uh, really quietly. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh shit, that's awesome. But then I looked into it, and it's not her. Uh, this lady is apparently uh, in a lot of um, uh, uh, action films and stuff. Uh, Bay Donna, I think is the name. Um, Dun- Duna so, Bay, yeah. Um, I'll say mine has her as Bay Duna. Okay, All right. yeah. On I IMDb, I don't know. Uh, and yes, yeah, who knows? So but anyways, got, that- yeah, she's got. Uh, apparently, her backstory: she cut off her arms and replaced them with mech gauntlets so that she could wield mm-hmm. these. These uh, lava, I don't know, these molten swords, and that's—I guess—that's a, tr- a warrior tradition from her home planet. So that was okay. So, uh, so, so she's part, she's part mech warrior. <laughs> you know, she's got some got it. some mechanical parts, but uh, she has zero. Her, her, her children were killed by the Imperium, so she's got this. She's on this revenge. Well, everybody was killed by the Imperium because that's everybody. <laughs> that's why everybody's fighting them. But uh, yeah, no, she has zero emotion. Um, Interesting. I mean, well, yeah, she's a sword master. You, you got zero emotion, but and... we didn't again, like all the other characters, we didn't get to really talk to them at all. So we really don't know that yet. Do we? <laughs> they just walk in and she goes, oh, hold on. I got to go kill this spider lady. Also a, a uh, nod to uh, 
Lord of the Rings, right? Big Spider fight, you know. Big with, Spider, the lady the almost Bo- reminded me of uh, Star Trek, the uh, in uh, uh, the Borg. Yeah, the, the Borg. The from, from First Contact, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, so just, and that went on kind of too long. Um, you know, and then nobody's helping. It just was weird. And then all of a sudden they're, they're on the next, on to the next. And then they, they talk to the blood axes and they're like, the brother's like, no, I got to go do this. And the sister's like, well, what the hell? And blah, you know, and it was like, oh, well, no, okay, no, 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 no. We got Titus first before the blood axes. They, they You're went right. To, they went to the, uh, and that was enough. <laughs> God, that was that he was. He went to the Coliseum, yeah. and and he was a he was the drunken warrior that they found in the corner, and then they bathed that him. Was, and <laughs> that was so stupid. I, that that to me was such a let. Like, I get it. Yeah, he's he's supposed to be the worn down. Like he's he's given up on himself. You know, grand grand mind of you know uh, admiral and stuff. They, but it was just yeah. like they didn't. It, it, they didn't tease these characters enough to make the their introductions at all interesting. I mean, it's like suddenly you get there, and again, visually, it's gorgeous, it's grandiose, and 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 the costumes are effective and stuff. But it's just like it doesn't do anything because you don't care. Exactly. It's like, oh, another guy that I don't give a damn about. Okay, what's this guy do? What's his magic? You know, it's like they all got their little magic trick. You know, you got Tarek with his abs and Nemesis oh, and, with their swords. And, and, and she has to convince him. He's been there forever and stuff. And, you know, he's and she just says, oh, you want revenge or, or retribution. Right, right. Yeah. Retribution. He's like, and that's it. It's like she just has to say a few words to him. And you know what I didn't like about it most is they washed the rest of his body except for his fucking head. He's still sitting there with a muddy ass head, and the rest of us. I was like, "Dude, I'll get, okay." He got yoked for this role. His <laughs> body is on point. That I mean, we've seen him uh, in the MCU. Well, this is Zack Snyder. Got, you got the three hundred workout. So he he did it six hundred though, because he he is jacked. <laughs> uh, he went all out. So um, yeah, uh, that's uh, Daimon Husu. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Wasn't he one of the first yeah. characters in Guardians of the Galaxy that says who? Yeah, he, you know, he doesn't yeah, know what he does, Star Lord's name is. Oh, Star Lord. Who? Yeah, he's 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 great. He has a, a, a his look is majestic. Like he has a a chiseled face that just made for warriors and and fighters. Like you just look at that guy and go, he's he's gonna whoop someone's ass. And he's going to do it and then say something fucking prolific afterwards. And you're like, oh, I got, I'd follow that dude just just from his face. You know, his 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 bug shot is just he's he's badass. Yeah. And I was really excited when I saw him in the trailer. I'm like, oh, this dude's going to be bad. Um, so, yeah, they got all these guys. Then they got blood axe. And <laughs> and then we get to the, the double cross. And, and that battle just was kind of a letdown. It was kind of like. It kind of reminded me of like a high school play, you know, we got these guys on this side, we got these guys and you got to make it look like you're, you're, you're doing something. And it just, it didn't look like a good fight. I mean, Star Wars has, has had some pretty epic laser fights and gunfights and stuff like that. Uh, this is probably the worst I've ever seen in that kind of battle. It, it just, it did make sense. Like first off, when, when they're all still on those, uh, the little, they looked like scorpions in a way where they grabbed them and put, 
like, why did why did they still have their weapons with them? They would have disarmed them because when they're getting let go, all of a sudden they're coming down with their guns and their swords and all that shit. Uh, and also, they started shooting before half of those guys were down. Why didn't they just shoot the ones that were there? It, it just either that or this this uh, Imperium has uh, the the star uh, stormtrooper rejects. Like they cannot hit. Nice. A motherfucking thing, right? It's like, like the stormtroopers, like, dude, you scored uh, less than zero. You go to the Imperium, okay? Uh, so, uh, yeah, it just, it was a bad fight. And then, <laughs> then we get the fight with, uh, I mean, we haven't really talked about him, but it's Acticus Noble, who's who's the main uh, Nazi stormtrooper in this, <laughs> right? Was was he in Hunger Games? Was he one of the? One of the, he was in Hunger Games. Okay. He was in. That's what I remember. You know, from. you know where you. Pro- no, actually, you know, I know where you you know him from, and you don't even realize it. But he was uh, in uh, Deadpool. He was. Oh right, uh, he was the bad guy. He was the. Yeah, the, yeah. He was I, Francis. Yeah. <laughs> Say my name. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. But um, wh- my other thing is why, why in every space opera why are we always fighting nazis every single one of them they dress like they want to be nazis they act like they want to be nazis why is it just give us something it's, new i mean we all know no, nazis are no, bad I know, I know what you mean i, I watched a, a a youtube video that was talking about the you know star wars kind of did it where they kind of created this militant look to the yeah to the original you know governor tarkin now he had his had his yeah but they went all they went full out Nazi in this with with the wardrobe, with the hats and everything. You look yeah. at the actual wardrobe, the Nazi Germany, and and it was this this was it. And um, and they didn't make the characters very interesting. They just made them bad. You know, they just made them cruel and and bad. Yeah. They didn't give them any nuance, which is I think. I think it makes for a boring villain. I always like that. I mean, oh, for sure. Fisk. Fisk is one of the most incredible. We talk about him in Marvel, and I'm really excited to see what they do with him in the new um, in the new Daredevil. Echo. When that, when that get, uh, yeah, and Echo too. Right, right. Um, and uh, but but that's because you know he's got he, he's got emotional depth. He's there. He's interesting. He's he. You know, the whole first series of Daredevil focused on his love for his this woman. Yeah. You know. That's fascinating. It's always more interesting to make a villain draw you in. And this was just all look, bad. Look less like a villain, but be a villain instead yeah. of just, oh, no, he's the big boogeyman. Look, he's got all the stereotypes of a boogeyman. Yeah. And that's all they were. It's like the same with the, you know, the perverted troops. They were the same thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go and push you around because we got the guns and we can, do, you know, that's literally what, like, that's all these guys were. And, and so... Yeah, and, and when the, I hated, I hated, hated the end of this, where they bring him back and save him. Right. Like, <laughs> so <sighs> he gets, he gets. First off, there's a big mistake because when she hits him with that stick and he goes, his the teeth. teeth. I know. And, and then when, and then at the end, he, he opens yeah, his he's mouth. Got and he's got all got his a teeth. Full set of teeth. <laughs> like. But no, it's like, okay, so when they picked him up, I'm like, first off, how far did he fall? He got his ass whooped, shot, or stabbed through the chest, and then fell presumably hundreds of feet, right? Uh, then then they pick him up, and I was like, oh, okay, 
they're gonna they're just gonna hook him up and get what's in his brain. And I thought, oh, that would be cool. And then he dies. But no, they fucking bring him back, fucking back to tank. I, and I like, agree with you. I wish they would have found his body like mutilated and you know torn apart, and they just basically harvest his brain and bring him back. Yeah. And, and they send it, and then and then it's like, oh my god, they because he you already kind of knew he had part. Uh, you know, he had some weird things that were hooked up to tubes and stuff. Like I that. thought he that was, was it. I thought that was drugs. And then when he went into that, I, I don't know what the hell that was. He backed up into. I was like, he's he's making love to some fucking alien thing. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> That's that true. Right. Like that. But but when they pulled his br- his head off, he had like some sort of matrix thing that they could, you know, pop in. He could jack in. Yeah, he could yeah. jack in. <laughs> Yeah, I saw. I, I was like, oh, I mean, they had they had the potential to let that guy die, then bring a bigger, badder guy, right? I mean, we already got him, like, uh, what is it, uh, Balerius Rissus? Oh, uh, like, what the Balisarius? Yeah, the stepdad, right? Or the, the well, well, he the was the regent. That, he was the regent that. Yeah, he he was the one that killed Cora's parents. Um, yeah, and, and then and took then, her as, and then she finds a gun, and he basically puts it to his face and has her pull the trigger. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you pulled the trigger," although there was no, there were no, there was no ammunition. Yeah. Oh, which, so he's which, like, "I'm glad but, she but you pulled just the passed, trigger, though." Yeah, but you passed the test, so now I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by so, you. I'm going to make you my own. Yeah. Did you recognize that guy at all? No. Okay, so he plays um, uh, in. He's in uh, Hawkeye. And he plays um, Echo's uh, boyfriend. Um, I can't think of the guy's name at the time, but he's such a weird, doofy-looking dude in that one. I didn't realize it was the same guy until I, I looked it up, and I'm like, his name is Frothy. That, that's wait, his wait, name. Wait, wait, say it again. Frothy. F-R-A <laughs> is his first name, and Fee is his last name. That sounds like uh, a Starbucks he, drink that, you know, if you want to. Exactly. Kinda, or a, or a, uh, yeah. If, I'll, I'll take an Americano and make it frothy. <laughs> but he played, yeah, <laughs> I'll make it frothy. Uh, maybe that's how he got his name. Uh, but he played Kazi in Hawkeye, and he's such a weird kind of guy in Hawkeye. I was like, oh. And then when I realized it was him, I was like, Oh, okay. All right. Good on you that you you didn't. You're not. You're not tight cast. He, he certainly has. Well, he he has a menacing look to himself. It's it, to it is kind of weird when he showed up at the end in that what I thought was like a I thought <laughs> a it was horrible some sort of dream uh, fake sequence or something. I don't know, but it was some. Oh sort yeah, of yeah. Neural neural connection. That's, yeah. They um, sent him electronically. They, ga- they the- gave him this weird beard that made him look mm-hmm. kind of goofy. <laughs> You know, talk about the wig test for for actors and stuff. Uh, was it a wig? Like that shit is a bad, bad uh, facial hair. Or, uh, well, um, Titus, his his beard when they when they you know wash him off from the fucking dumps. That's kind. of, I'm like, is that? I'm like, is that real? Is that I I liked real? that one. I thought that maybe it was the way they photographed it. Zack Snyder again has a good way of of of. Capturing. That's what I mean. Yes. I was like, did that dude grow that out for that? Because, but then he shaves it. He shaves it down to just the goatee, which he looks good with a goatee. I'll give him that. But yeah, I was kind of like, I was like, well, that's. I just, uh, yeah. I, there's some things about this, but it, it's it's interesting. Now, does this set up a better part two, potentially? Like, I, I think it. I think they're past all the points of. Um, Let's go gather the troops, right? This is this whole thing is seven samurai. Like we go, he goes out, uh, which is uh, Kurosawa, 
Incredible film. If you haven't seen it, you do yourself a favor and go watch Seven Samurai. It's it's such an incredible. I mean, it is it is launched so many. Um, Magnificent Seven was based off of Seven Samurai. Yeah, they remade that again recently with the uh, pretty recent, like a five. Years There's ago. so many movies based on it, and it is such a good and and wholesome. I, don't, I shouldn't say wholesome because it's, it's samurai cutting each other, but it's there's something about it that is just so good. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's worth watching. Um, but this is this is the the go out and gather the true the 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 warriors that are going to help defend this this town against uh amountable odds which to me i was watching the trailer for season two or episode two or part two of this and i was like fucking they're just gonna carpet bomb that thing and be done with it there, there's no fucking way that 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 little town holds up against that big ass armada well i know we saw like, what they did to the uh to the uh the other king, king. the one that he yeah they yeah. realized the king the the noodle the uh, squid monster whatever is Whatever he I wants. think he's a horse. He's kind of a horse, a seahorse kind of guy. Seahorse. Okay, that works. Um, pretty cool makeup, and I liked. I liked. That's what he looked like to me. I, I couldn't tell if it was CG or if it was where the CG I think it was, began. It looked and, practical. And the, yeah, part of it was practical. Part of it looked CG, um, but it was it, that was effective. Um, but yeah, it seemed like they just bombed the town. They just as they took off. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I was like, but, this town doesn't stand a chance. But I mean. <laughs> You, you know the the big finale here when when the guy jumps when uh, Darian Bloodaxe jumps and spears yeah. the 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 bomber you know the guy that's you know it's not the main ship. yeah yeah it's it's a, no. it's a it's a gunner ship or something and he's sitting there trying to fire and it's taken him forever to aim the turret whatever but he's a turret operator but the guy just reaches in and he kind of like pushes the turret to one side and oh oh lo and behold it controls the whole ship <laughs> you know? um yeah that I, i'm almost afraid to me that was not a very satisfying uh, climax no. you know it, it was like this is the big climax where you you know they tried to make it clever but it just felt like the cleverness was completely ridiculous. And that's not oh, what yeah. you want in a in the big finale. Uh, and so I'm afraid that that might be what, what they go to here. On the set on the on the flip side, maybe they'll maybe they'll do some research shoots and realize that we need some character development and uh, and uh, we gotta add <laughs> No they won't. <laughs> okay. No they won't. Zack Snyder is too in himself to think that he has to do reshoots. Okay. I, I I I believe you no. Know, he's he he knows better than we do about how to make his <laughs> film. Um, be damned be what the people say. But no, I um, you're right. I the the final in this was pretty bad. Yeah, it was a gunner that was controlling whatever it was, and then that whole ship comes down, and which is really weird because then it's a spaceport that just kind of goes to nowhere and. It, there was there was some weird. It was like I said, it reminded me of a high school play where it's like, okay, we got to make it look like we're a big shipyard, but we only got forty feet to do this in, and so we got to put everything close together. And I couldn't get was, a sense of where the people were too. It's like, did it just yeah, take everyone no. out, and then suddenly they all appear at the end, looking over? And it's like, well, oh, and then they run. They they show a running hook and <laughs> running through the, oh, right. the other enemies. Right, they're firing at the other. I'm like. You had to run down like a twelve foot corridor. Like they would have saw you. Every one of them would have saw you coming towards them and would have shot you. It it it, it was horrible. Um, I really <laughs> disliked that ending. And like I said, it it the blood axe sacrifice meant nothing because 
he meant nothing to us at that point. And that's um, not a that's not a Ray Fisher, you know, the character, the, the actor that. No, played. I that was that I was, was expecting to really story, like that yeah. guy. Yeah, I I was expecting to like that because he came in with such bravado. I was like, this dude's gonna be an ass whooper, like he's gonna control shit. Uh, but all his people got killed except for one, and really a sacrifice. You know, and so uh, I yeah, I just don't know. Although, I think he's gonna show up in part two. I think he somehow survived that. Oh, I don't think so. No, you watch the trailer again. He shows up. He's in the trailer, and I don't. It and if it's flashback, flashbacks. Fuck, come on, <laughs> come on. We saw really? enough flashbacks. You know that you're gonna get plenty of flashbacks. It's gonna be flashback. What is it? A flash? A flashback to although to what? Although they brought Noble back. You know, we saw how they pieced True. him together. Like, <laughs> I th- we well, I think him. because. What I'm thinking is, is that that fall really wasn't really that far. So he must have survived that fall just like Noble f- survived the fall after also being, you know, he got stabbed through the chest where, where uh, Blood Axe got shot through the chest. Um, and then so he must have survived also. He's going to he's going to come back and somehow, you know, I, I don't know. His we, sister's going to show. Why did they have to bring Noble back? I mean, it's two parter. And now we have the man behind the. Behind the uh, noble, because well, they now, got it. now we've they, exposed uh, uh, Balisarius. He's got to yes, now it, take matters into his own hands. But no, now he just says, "I'm going to kill everyone. I'm going to torture you if you don't kill them all." Well, that yeah, I, yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> like I, I don't really. They didn't need him. They didn't need noble. That was a that would have been a good ending. That would have helped that. If they didn't bring him back, if he if he actually paid the ultimate price for his his chase of her, then it would have been like, oh, shit, she won one. OK, we're up. We're one up. We're kind of working on this. And then now, no, now they're going to bring in even more. They're going to bring the next badass. Right. You beat one boss. What happens? You got to beat the bigger boss. Did but we no, see, you, they just did we see the princess die in any flashback or was it just told to us? It the was King told to us. OK, because I wouldn't to me. I could see them saying, "Oh no, she actually survived." You know, we saw the whole. Oh, God. We saw the the butterfly, or the or no, she saved the bird. You know, saved the, the bird. Stuff. Um, <gasps> oh, I, I have a feeling that that character is gonna gonna return. They 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 build her as the savior. She was the one that is going to bring balance to the to the. Well, I think to the force. You're gonna see more <laughs> of it for sure because Cora. It's probably she was on duty or whatever. It was her fault that the the princess died. She's gonna yeah. take that blame, and and so I yeah you know I I still think you know Sam maybe she, she all of a sudden she's gonna someone's dying and she gets over there and and all of a sudden they glow and next thing you know Sam's the new princess and you know Jimmy then gets a fucking hard on and goes fucking ape shit <laughs> just starts whooping ass. Speaking of hard on, I want to I want to talk about a moment in this movie that brought me back to my <laughs> origins. Almost spit of, my drink. <laughs> sorry. Um, when I uh, you know when I was a kid, I used to make movies uh, with 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 friends, and I was I was I was the one with the video camera, the director, and stuff. I made all yeah, these yeah. little shorts and stuff, had fun. And by the time I got into high school, I think it was between my yeah between my junior and senior year. My folks uh, paid for this uh, summer, summer um, five-week course in Chicago, Northwestern University, and um, in uh, outside of Chicago. Flew out there, did five weeks. Uh, again, right before my senior year, so I was, you know, I was a year before 
before college, but I got to make, you know, we had video cameras and film cameras and studios and, and uh, radio things. We, I got to work on, all, made a bunch of friends and stuff like that. But I remember the first lecture we got from a guy named, his name is Mike Thompson, I think. And, and I, I, I remember his name because I, I used to hear him on, on the news. People would call him in as a, as like a professional media consultant on newscasts and like, what's your opinion on this? You know, like they do on, on news shows. Maybe he's still out there yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. He gave this lecture. He was, he was kind of the head of the, of the program, the summer program. And he gave this lecture that really kind of took me aback, but he was talking about sex in in cinema or in basically mm-hmm. how how all the symbolism in movie making was phallic. Phall- this is where at first I think the first <laughs> time I heard I heard the the term the word phallic phallic symbol. You know this phallic symbol, and he, I remember he talked about Law and Order. I think the first episode of Law and Order is they're stuck on this 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 um, this freeway and the and there's traffic and there's a truck and it blasts this this um, this uh, <laughs> you know, smoke out of its spout or, you know, it, you know, it does all this stuff. And he's like, yeah. and it's, it's the, it's the ejaculating, you know, phallus, you know, you know, and I'm just like, I'm blown away. Like, what the hell? What am I getting? I'm not, I'm not, I want to make movies. I don't want to talk about dick dicks and, <laughs> and, and sexual symbolism, but. Oh, that's funny. But the first moment of this movie, I got to say, it just gave me flashbacks because what's the first thing you see in this movie? You see space and then you see this, 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 I don't know. It's, it's like, it's, it's something parts and, and the big, the big mothership oh. comes through <laughs> and oh my God, it brought me back because it looks like it's this vagina parting and this big oh. phallus, uh, you know, having, you know, penetrating yeah, yeah. this thing. And I just laughed. I mean, part of me thought, oh, my gosh, here's my so my uh, childhood coming back to me in a weird way. No, you, you know what that makes me think of? OK, so um, in, in today's society right now, uh, if you look for it, you can be offended. No matter what, you want to find something. You can be offended. But this is what it looks like because I saw that, too, and I, I didn't think that at all. But now that I think about it, now that you say it, I'm like, oh, if you're thinking about phallic symbols, yeah. Uh, I, you know, the thing that I was most intrigued by, and this is where my brain started going, and maybe this is why I checked out the movie early, because I was like, that planet with the big rings, like it looked like whatever Saturn or Jupiter or whatever, the what yeah. right there where it's it, it looks like it's the same size as the fucking planet they're on, but it looks like it's like you could throw a rock and hit it, right? It's so fucking close that it's well, so huge in their I mean, background. they're on a moon. I'm assuming they're on a moon of this planet because they're Rebel Moon. Oh, I didn't think about being a moon. Okay, okay. That makes it a little better. But yeah, I was just like, whoa, <laughs> what the fuck's going on? But I just, I thought it was incredible. I was like, man, that would be so cool to have that kind of visual every night. Yeah. Although, although I don't know if you would have a night because that thing was pretty bright. I mean, it would it would be like being in Alaska during the, the, the summer where you get, you know, uh, 30 seconds of, uh, of dark and then it's, you know, morning again. And so, uh, but yeah, I just thought that was good. But yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I know what you're talking about, the phallic symbol and stuff like that. <laughs> yes. You know, if you're looking for it, you can find that shit in anything. Just it, like this, this, if you want to be a, this seems pretty offended obvious. by something. Yeah, well, I wasn't offended. I just, I laughed. When no, I no, that. I'm just saying in general, if you, if you want to be offended by something. I got something, nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Was it like being born again? <laughs> oh, I don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just I, you know, it was a thing coming out of a big vagina, was, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but that's funny. I I didn't think about that, but now that you say it, I can see that. Yeah, it's you know, I, yeah, interesting. Maybe that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't I know. Don't, I, I can see the. I can see the uh, the FX team. You know, saying you talking to Zack Snyder, going, "You want what?" He's like, yeah, I want to, I want to just part like, and like, you know, like, no, 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 just make it cool. You know, I want a big vagina in space and I want this <laughs> ship to come out of it. Uh, that's funny. Uh, actually, that's one thing with Zack Snyder. I, I, I can say that he has avoided any kind of um, controversy as far as like uh, diversity, as far as the male to female leads and things like that is it, it, as far as I can tell. If you think yeah. about the movies that he's done and stuff like that. I don't remember that ever coming up. And I was like, that's, that's pretty good to be able to avoid all that because everybody's got an opinion. And, you know, they like, like I said, if you want to find some fault in someone, you can find it. Uh, although he has not escaped the, you can't write a fucking dialogue f- to save your ass. His, <laughs> he's got to get together he, with George and have some tea, you know, <laughs> that's one of the biggest things is people, uh, you know, when I was reading some of the critics and, and not just critics, but, uh, re- um, reviews on, online and stuff like that. Most of what people were saying was the story was was weak, and a lot of it had to do with the interactions and and uh, discussions of, with the people. Lack of interactions, yeah. yeah. And it's what, like it's no dialogue. The Avengers, one of the big successes of Avengers, uh, or you know, one of the most effective scenes was when they were all together and dialoguing, just chit chatting. It was so well orchestrated. I mean, it's, it's like, I, I think orchestration is the right word because they're different instruments. They're, they're playing off each other. Yeah. They're, they're very good conversations. And, and it, it creates this symphony and we got none of that with this. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I'm not saying that e- that's easy. I couldn't do that, but, but you've got to sell yourself short, you well, probably, you might be able <laughs> but to. you've got to, you've got to figure that out. If, and if you can't yeah. do it, you've got to hire someone that can, no, because that's, you're right. Is the success of, um, one of the scenes I remember most from Avengers, you know, you brought up Avengers yeah. is when they're first on the helicarrier and they're all kind of chit chatting around. That's the what table. I mean. That's, well, that's exactly and, the same and, I mean. And, and then into the lab with, with, uh, the whole, uh, Bruce Banner's, uh, lab and stuff. Uh-huh. And yeah, you're, ex- and that's exactly, there's no action. It's just them interacting with each other and feeding off each other and, and equipping. It's, it's like being around good friends well and discussing something and here here you've got a situation where you've already been introduced to these heroes kind of like we've been given these little first act sequences where we're introduced to these characters um we've got thor we've got iron man we've got you know we've already seen these movies captain america right 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 um incredible hulk uh although we've got a new bruce banner now (laughs) mark ruffalo is taking over but uh uh and then we've also gotten um um, Black Widow. Black Widow in Iron Man 2, at least. We got her introduction. But in here, we get these kind of little quick one act. Or, <laughs> There's you know, no introduction. It's in, gonna... Well, we get introduced to these characters. We're going to bring in abs. But we and we're going to bring in... <laughs> we never get them interacting together and showing no. off their character because we... Yeah, we've established characters with the, with oh. the Marvel, and, and this is where you're. Yeah, I know you mentioned this might work better as a series, and I think I think there is some validity if you can actually establish these characters and get well, the audience 
interested in who they are and then you put them in a movie, but you still have to have that interaction. In the- well, that's, well, that's what I was talking about is this would be able to uh, grab their introduction and make it a single episode. So, right, we got five people to introduce, four people to introduce. Each one, that's your first four episodes, first five episodes maybe. Then the th- next three episodes is them dealing with some kind of thing together. Right. And we get the, the we get the conversations. They're all they're all on the bridge or whatever. They're all fucking eating dinner or whatever. And shit, they're talking about. So they got to go. They got to go save somebody or do something to get something. And they're 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 having to piece it out and figure it out. And, you know, they're they're button for who's leading. You know what I mean? That's where we start to go. Oh, shit. I'm I'm with this guy. I like what he's saying. Oh, I see what's going on here. We get nothing. I mean, you, you talked to you know, we talked about the Bechdel test. Uh, during Loki season two. Oh yeah, that was interesting. I looked that now, up afterwards. I'd never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was great. So now you can almost apply this to the side characters. Did they ever talk to each other about anything? Did <laughs> they only talk to Cora? Because I'm looking at this. I'm like, I don't think they ever said a word to each other at all. Any of them. And so you know, I don't know what kind of test that Nothing would be. Nothing that, that had any anything to do with the plot or at least that's what I mean is like, man. So like these guys, like, how do you basically they're, they're revolving this all around Cora and, and I'm sorry, Cora is not a personable enough character or likable enough character to, to hold a franchise. I mean, she's not even a Luke, you know, where Luke was well, kind of a wimpy kind of a, yeah, uh, but he, had, a, he not, was wimpy, but whimsical, you know, you, you, you were still, that's yeah, what I'm saying. He was a better a guy because he was corny and stuff, especially in the first one. But, but yeah, he didn't get brooding until the second one, Empire Strikes Back. And that's became, what I mean. But, is it, but he had great conversation with Yoda and R2, you know, on, on Dagobah, you know, so. Right, yeah. but I mean, well, even, even talking to Obi-Wan, but I mean, she doesn't have any of that. Like, you don't even... You don't even like her when she's talking to uh, Gunner in the beginning where you're like, when they first, when he first comes out and says, hey, we're about to eat. You want to come in? And, and, and you're kind of like, oh, wait, is there some sexual tension here? No, no. no. And then we go you, in you and like, there's that, another you dude. S- you don't see the sexual, you know, you don't even see. Yeah, you don't get a sense of that until the you trailer do. for part two. And you, you do get a little bit. You get a little bit because the one guy was asking about her and she kind of, she's like, oh, I don't know. I kind of smile with that guy, but then I'm also kind of smiling. Like I, okay. The beginning of this, I was, I was on board, man. When they had uh, the father and they were talking about their feast, I'm like, Oh, this is all Viking shit. I'm like, Oh, I'm on this. And then yeah. the sacrifice is like, Oh, what's going on with this? Oh, the sacrifices. You got to fucking make love. Hells yeah. Sign me up. I'm in that village. I will farm. Okay. I will do it. But I was like, and then it, you know, it just kind of went nowhere, and then farm. they killed him. That's great. <laughs> I was like, I was like, come on! I was like, uh, like it had it had potential, and but her interaction and her part of this was kind of like, Ugh. and even her discussions with her, I don't know, I guess it's her surrogate dad, the guy she lives with, <laughs> right? So she pulls those those curtains shut that are like fucking, it's like a, a net. He's like, uh, what kind of privacy are you getting out of that? <laughs> my, my wife even brought that up. And I was like, yeah. I go, I go, you know that old dad fucking put that in. He goes, oh, I got me a young girl in here now. We'll put up these new curtains. Here's your privacy. <laughs> this is the way. He's an old. Yeah, this is. He's a, yeah. It's, he's an old perverted soldier. You know how it is. It's our custom. <laughs> so yeah, it just it, there were so many things in this. It was it. 
Zack Snyder has an incredible eye for visual detail. He has zero ear and uh, vocalness for getting characters to speak together and have a likability. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and, and it goes all the way back. Yeah, I'm, I think it's a bit of a shame, too, because I am actually intrigued by this world. This world, I think, could be interesting. Right. I just think, I, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not drawn in by this movie. So, uh, no. so I, think, I think it's going to fall apart, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, like you said, they're going to make comic books and, and a video game. Like, I am 0% want to have anything to do without a game. No, no. <clears throat> There's so many other fucking fun worlds out there that I would much rather be a part of. Than any of this, that's like I'm like, maybe maybe like I said, if he got a series going and 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 we we loved these characters and, and we're into it, and they became the new the new crew, you know, they're they're the new Firefly all of a sudden, you know, I, like like I said, you know, I brought this back to Firefly originally, that was one of those ones, and yes, it 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 did. I don't think it even made it through a full season. I think it got no, canceled I, after a half season. Well, I think it had um, something to do with a writer's strike or something happened and they ended up actually releasing the last few episodes, I think even out of order, <laughs> you know, it was, it was it's possible sh- something, well, something but went I mean, wrong with that, that year. <laughs> it went, it went viral to the point where people fucking love that and still call oh, it yeah. like that. And I then they got a movie it. made. Oh yep. yeah. I've watched, I've watched it multiple times and it is such a, a, a fun series and man, it could have been so huge. And and it had an ensemble cast of characters, much like this was trying to create. Yeah. They were different. They were, int- I mean, we still, we still see well, in uh, Deadpool, you know what? who's his, uh, his, <laughs> wife, his wife that got resurrected at the end of Deadpool too. Uh, oh, right, right, know, right. She um, was in, she was in, um, in, uh, she was Firefly. in, uh, yeah, yeah Fire. She was the escort or uh, courtesan. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. Uh, you know, this that made me think of one of the ways they could have made this a little bit better. He he very much loves his flashbacks. So one of the ways he could have made this better is he could have started off with a fucking hardcore whoop ass fucking battle that all these people are in, and then they have to go through flashbacks to how. Those got those guys got introduced to Cora. You know what I mean? Start start at the end and work your way back. Then we would have had some buy like we would have we might have had a little bit more buying because we're like, oh shit, this dude had this dude sacrificed this to do this. And we're we're like we're already invested. We're like, oh my god, why this big battle happened? And then it goes back little by little and tells the stories of how they got to know each other and, and became, you know, this crew. That might have been a better way to do it too. Yeah. I mean Watchmen is a great example of how they yes. do a lot of flashbacks to piece the story together. And this is where I think his slow motion style works so well in some of those flashback scenes when they're taking photographs and you're seeing the old school comic right. character, the old school superheroes from from ages ago. You know, here you've got your new set that you're dealing with, but then they keep doing these flashbacks with these old ones and they're in photographic moments. And it's just so well Put together, but I. But he, again, he had a comic book. To he had his. He, he know, didn't he did write story, that. That story was directly from the comic book. I think the only thing he really changed was was the ending, and I think it was it was an interesting ending. I th- I think the the comic book ending would have been a little hard hard to swallow. I think that it worked well the way they did it in the movie. But and that and that's perfectly fine. And like I said, I that's why I said I think he did. He is a he he should be a director. He should be a director. I think he needs to give a little bit more of the writing credits over to someone else and like, hey, 
you write me a story that's fucking off the charts and I'll make a film that's off the charts. Cause I think he can do that. Um, but I, yeah, I think he needs to, to pull back on the story a little bit because whew, yeah, either that or get some act. Yeah. He's, he's got a, he's got a trust in his writers and then trust in his, uh, actors. Cause based on what I've seen, he's not a very good, uh, performance director either. He, oh yeah, yeah. Know, so, but if you got if you they got were, the right <laughs> dialogue, maybe you can give it hand it over to. Well, okay. Let me ask you this: director. If, you, if you had to, if you had to hand out one acting, like you get, you get one, one actor gets a, an award out of this show. This movie, you 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 know, it's kind of like you. Everybody gets a trophy for something. One actor gets the the you fucking killed it on your acting. Who gets it in this? <sighs> okay. Uh, shit. <laughs> Didn't mean to throw you for a stop. Well, I mean, I, I know who I would give it to personally, but. I, so are you, do you mean the, the writing too? Cause, cause. No, I mean, well, ooh, that's a good point. Cause, cause I didn't like the villain. I didn't like the villain's writing, but I liked the performance. I thought the performance was, was, That's where deliciously, I was at. That's... deliciously evil. But again, I don't think it's the right kind of villain I want to see, but from an acting okay. perspective, I thought, I thought he was, he was, he, he pulled it off. He, he did what he did, what he could with the character. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying there. I, that's kind of where I was going is uh, noble for sure. And I was like, I like, yeah, he, he made me believe every bit about that character. Yeah. Were the rest of them like, I mean, I believe what they were, but they weren't interesting. So is that really believing in it? Well, I, and it, it, you write, like, it goes back to writing though, too. Yeah. It, uh, bad guys can be fun to play if they're just kind of a one note bad guy. I mean, you just overact and, but yeah. And, and, and so if so, that if that's the case, then I would have to go with uh, with uh, Kai then uh, uh, in Charlie uh, Hunnam with that. With I think he kind of he had some points in his acting where he was likable. He kind of had a character growth, and and I saw it in the character where the we were shocked by the 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 betrayal. Okay, yeah. So I mean, I, I just it's just something that came to my mind. I was like, oh, I wonder. Because that's where I think this is lacking is is the I don't know if it's just direction, but it's it's the written what well, it's the written the story for that. I think I think you create characters that are interesting. You give them backstory, you, and then you play them off each other. And that's why I think like you know Sam, you've got this innocent, delicate flower of a of a of a girl, and then you've got this robot with this interesting interesting nuance. How this robot is programmed to be. Uh, you know, emotionally uh, um, capable when it comes to interacting with with uh, someone that presents innocence, and and you see how they they I liked that scene how they played off, and then how he ended up defending her. So to me, that's where the film had had I, a moment where it was like this this is the movie I want to see if they could pull this off the rest of the movie, um, then I'm I'm sold, but. I I wish they would have went a little bit more of the top with that scene where uh, Jimmy, rather than just come in and pick up the gun and shoot the guy at the end, like he would have went little whoop ass like to protect her. You know what I mean? Like kind of almost like 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 he gets a, a fog of war where he sees her as the princess and unleashes the beast. 
I I would have liked you know to I mean? see him mouth like just just like shoot the gun and then like malfunction and fall over, and, and almost like it it almost like gives you a sense that his programming has caused I don't know some, something that some something happened that helped him lose track of his programming and get, you know it's almost like self realization or something something triggers that. Well. It makes you think that something's gone. I hope he comes back as some fucking feral goddamn, you know, robot in the next one. And just he ends up, I hope he ends up being the fucking most brutal, like just whoop ass fucking ninja robot ever. And and I mean, that's I, I, I think that would be the coolest thing. And somehow somehow he'll end up saving Sam from something. I, I know that for 100 percent or well, he'll sacrifice himself for her. You know the 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 finale scenes of you know Seven Samurai and Magnific- mm-hmm. Magnificent Seven they're always fun so so I think we're gonna get a good climax you know that true, where everyone true. comes together and and hopefully hopefully it's interesting not just action slow <laughs> action ridiculous you know they they actually draw something from the characters and you feel hopefully like, they keep it under two and a half hours yeah but just make it. Make it interesting. Make it thoughtful. That's that's where you know where you see guys leap from a from a from this big path and they spear into a into a into this gunner ship and their the spear penetrates the glass. That's I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> so. Alyssa what, brought what, that up. She goes. She goes. That's pretty flimsy glass. If you're going to take that into space. <laughs> yes. I'm like I'm like. What that's are you what an, I mean. uh, arrows? <laughs> Well, you it's a gunner I, ship too. I mean, you you think that the, it it's got well, some I think it, armor. I think it. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think it was like it was designed as like a kind of um, a stationary, like to protect the 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 wharf or whatever you know the shipping yard because that's where it looks like they landed. So I think it's just designed to be around there. That so it, it, it who knows? Okay. Someone wrote a fan fiction of all that, and we can pick it up. I'm sure and f- figure it okay. out. But I, that's I, good. I yeah. don't have the time. I don't have the time. <laughs> I'm sure it's got a backstory on the gunner and everything. I mean, he, you know, he had three children. He was, you know, working extra <laughs> overtime. He picked up the shift to get presents, presents for his children or something. I don't know. Maybe there's I'm this sure. whole Rogue One story where, uh, where they they, oh, they had this other, you know, which is very much a Seven Samurai type, uh, yeah. type story where they put together a, a team that that basically says, okay, we need to we need to have this this flimsy <laughs> glass put in on this so that eventually we need a weakness for this so that it'll take right this, exactly this path and and save the chosen one. <laughs> right, exactly. That's how it is. All right. Um, before we get too far or, or, uh, on this, and uh, I think we've we've hammered this a lot. Uh, I just wanted to ask: Is there anything else you're actually watching right now that's, uh, that's kind of got you interested in? in- I've watched three movies since we last uh, last spoke. Whoa! Which, uh, yeah. Um, so, well, I'll go, I'll go through them. May December was one of them, and that's with Natalie Portman and uh, uh, what's the other actress's name from uh, the Redhead? Um, she was in uh, Big Lebowski. That narrows the, it down. No, the the one that uh, oh. the the one the artist in Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. <laughs> May December. It's an interesting movie about uh, Natalie Portman plays uh, an actor who's who's visiting this family of husband, wife, ch- children. The but the but they they're notorious because 
the the wife married or had had a relationship with the child when when the child was still in early high school it was it was and so it became news and the, they ended up getting married and now the Natalie Portman plays this act, actor they're they're making the movie out of this and she's gone to spend time with with this family to get a sense of who they are so that she can portray okay. this person interesting movie um I don't I don't think it's going to win any <laughs> awards, but uh, but I found it fascinating. Um, I saw a movie that's gotten a little bit of buzz. I think I didn't find this out until after I watched it, that it was produced by uh, Barack Obama's production company, but it's called Leave the World oh. Behind uh, with uh, yes. Julia Roberts. And uh, um, who's the who was the guy from from uh, Luke Cage, the, the bad the bad guy? In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Luke Cage. He's also uh, Ali Mar- Mar- no. Marshala Marshala. Marshall, yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. He was in it. Um, and this is just, it's a, it's a very bizarre movie about, they go into this, this, they go to this Airbnb and yeah. And, and this shit happens. <laughs> yeah. And I, I hadn't seen any preview for this. I just saw it on show up on Netflix and it was like, Oh, this is the number one movie. Uh, so I, I decided to watch it. Um, or number two, I think. I think. I think actually the the movie we're, we're podcasting on was number one. But uh, I wanted to check <laughs> this, this one out, um, and um, I thought that was interesting. I found out though afterward. I, I when I looked up reviews afterwards, I saw so many people shitting on it, and I yeah, think that's because yeah. it was Obama's production company, and they thought, oh, it's all politically driven. I don't know. I didn't get a. I didn't get a sense of that, but I I thought it was an interesting movie, and then the third one I watched. Okay, you gotta go pee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know it's one of those ones where it kind of hits you. You're like, okay, it's coming. Oh yeah, now I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> funny, I was looking into Bluetooth speakers just so our uh, headphones. Just so I was like, yeah, I could go when I need to. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt <laughs> well, I, you on your your rant <laughs> no, or your roll. Yeah, uh, yeah. When we when you were I, in Sacramento, you had those Bluetooth speakers, yeah. right? Or headset. Yeah, yeah. So you were off making that's, a drink while and still participating <laughs> in the conversation. I think we were jealous. Yeah. Um, okay. Third movie uh, was the Retirement Plan, and that's a Nicolas Cage movie. It's on Hulu. It's a it's a recent movie where he plays an old man that um, ex ex CIA or FBI I don't know or ex CIA assassin or something. He he gets uh, his his daughter and his granddaughter. Who he's kind of estranged from. They they have to they have to seek out his help, and uh, he he kind of goes John Wick on on all the all the <laughs> the thugs. It's a interesting premise. It had so much potential, and it was such a poorly made movie. I mean, it, it reminded oh, me of of, a, of an episode of Magnum PI as far as the budget. Oh, really? It it has it has elements that that worked. And that had potential. And if you watch the trailer, you're like, "Oh, this could be fun." It's Nick Cage with a you know long gray hair and a beard, and, <laughs> right. and, uh, and but then going badass on people. Um, and uh, but it just was really poorly made. So uh, another, that's too bad. You know, maybe Zack Snyder could take a crack at it and, and <laughs> see if he can add some do some slow mos. Yeah, bring it, bring it out. That's what nice. I've watched. I have queued up the the poker. Uh, Poker Face? I don't know what's the one with Poker the, Face? Is that Yeah, yeah. Is that the Hulu want, series with the the Yeah. 
Okay. Um, what's her name? Uh, she's she's a weird one, but yeah, Poker Face is good. The first couple are really interesting. There's a couple that kind of like lose it a little bit, but it's it's fun. It's a fun ride. Okay. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, that's good. I, you know, I, I'm back into our MCU. Uh, what if started releasing? Okay. So I, I got to watch the the first episode of that, and I was like, oh, this is. I, I really like the what if. Uh, um, the, I think there's going to be some episodes that I don't care for, just like the first season. Uh, but I think there's going to be a lot that I'm like, oh man, they really put some effort in. The first one was really, really good. Uh, and then I also watched uh, the Percy Jackson and the Olympians on uh, um, Disney. They released two episodes, right? Is that yeah? So I watched those. Uh, I I liked it so far. I'm not I'm not totally sold just yet, uh, but it did make me want to go back and start to read the book just to see. I want to see how close they stay to the original story. It, um, you say that you know when we watched Retirement Plan the other night. I think that was on Christmas Eve. We were, Cindy and I were looking for something to watch, and um, I brought that up as a possibility. Um, and uh, and Cindy's like, oh, I wouldn't mind watching that, but I should read it first before I watch it again. So has she never read it? No, or? she has. She wants to read it. Oh, okay, re- reread again. It. I'm sorry, reread it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matter of fact, I uh, I got so uh, so I have I I have a lot of audiobook possibilities. I have um, you know Audible, and I have a, a program called Scribe, which I pay yearly for. It's not on either. Well, it's on Audible. I could get it, but it's you know it's a whole like twenty dollars for the book, and I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. It got me to go to the the public library and get a library card again, so I can see if I can download it through the library. Uh, but I also pulled up my old hard copy that I have on my shelf because I I do have a lot of books like that. Oh, and good. So yeah, I'm, I am going to read it again, but. I'm excited because I, it's a story I really like. I think he does a really good job with a lot of stuff in that. And there's some other ones that are really, really incredible. Um, he goes into the Norse gods in, in one series, uh, Magnus Chase, which is like, you know, uh, after the, t- the the two five-book series that he does with the Olympian gods, and then he goes into the, the Norse gods, one I really, really like. So a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's good. And like I said, uh, what if? I'm, I'm really excited for that. So, cool. We'll, we'll probably podcast you know? on that soon, right? Is that, I mean, I know. Ne- Which one? I, oh, on uh, what I if? Either. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, think we should. I think we should. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I would I'd I never would even seen the hear. first the first uh, series. Season what one. if? I, first yeah. series. Man, the, the very first season, is, I think it starts off with uh, the, the Captain Carter. And I was sold right away. I was like, fuck, I need this in the 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 marvel cinematic universe like like give me well i mean we saw it in 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 doctor strange right we saw the captain uh the the captain marvel or um what what did i just say what carter. was her name Agent <laughs> captain carter. carter i'm like well All yeah right, captain carter, and, right. yeah uh she is so good in that role and she is just i i mean we, we want to talk about a beautiful women in the mcu she is one of them for sure and uh, she does an incredible job as Captain Carter, and the the, the it's just a cool take on on um, Captain America that uh, it was such a fun thing, and then to see it in 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 live action. But yeah, I would. If they did a movie with that one, I'd be all behind it. I mean, we you watched the the uh, um, why am I messing up the words? Uh, Carter, uh, what was her miniseries? Captain Carter, or no, 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 Agent Carter. Yeah. Did you watch the, the, the seasons of those? The first we did two? that really early when we were podcasting, and that was one of the first okay. ones where it was it was like 
I got a week to watch how many episodes, and I think I ended up watching. <laughs> it was like a lot. Three. It was a lot uh, because I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't prepared. Uh, it was fun. It was a hard. It was a hard watch in a way because it was also like, oh, we're doing the '60s and '70s, you know, because they had to stay with the time frame to stay with the MCU. But it, I mean, they were great. Uh, Haley, not Haley Atwell. That's that's the wrong. Um, why am I not? Come. You know, this is funny. I, I, I got to bring this up. Oh, it is Haley Atwell. My cat will ignore me 99% of the time. <laughs> but as soon as I'm doing something where I can't pay attention to him, he's like all over me. He's literally over here clawing my arm like, hey, pay attention to me. Well, fucker. you've been hearing yeah. my cat making noise. Yeah, yeah. Why? Right? Well, I, I thought it was going to think our audience because I think that's all your fault. No, but that's that's Molly that's going. No, on. no. I thought I thought it was I thought it was my cat for a minute too, and I'm like, wait, he just got in here. He hasn't meowed yet. Yeah, no. Haley Atwal is so good in 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 that, and she is such a, an incredible actor and beautiful to begin with too. And just yeah, I could I could take her all day long. Right. Well said. Right. Is it, isn't, that how, isn't that how Kevin says it? I can do this all day long. <laughs> um, one of my one of my gifts this year, I think my brother sent it, but it was a unmarked package. So I'm, I'm still not I'm maybe 90 percent sure. I'll, but we were but uh, we ended up getting I ended up getting uh, five of the ten. No, I, I actually I can't remember how many, but uh, the hot ones, hot sauces, including. Oh, uh, Including the last two, the, what is it, the uh, uh, bomb and The Last Dab, uh, which terrify <laughs> me. I don't know if you've ever watched any of the Hot Ones interviews um, no, on no, YouTube. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but it, no, I don't I want epic, any part of that. Epic interviews. I mean, it's it's an it's an interesting setup because they're they're eating chicken wings with, with dabs <laughs> of this crazy hot sauce, and it gets progressively hotter. But the interviewer asks, really good questions and you know so you and you've got some good stars on there but anyway uh when i got these i thought oh we did our beer we, we've done our beer podcast where we're drinking beer maybe we can integrate some some hot sauce oh my god <laughs> no no you you you've lost me already at hot sauce uh, okay. um what's oh god i can't think of her name what's the what's the girl that was in the um the hunger games and the, the one we just watched not too jennifer long the, the... jennifer lawrence jennifer lawrence I saw I saw her doing one of those with the hot sauce on the the chicken wings and stuff like that, and she is like crying. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, it's great. I I'm I you know me, dude. I don't put pepper on shit. Come on, I, I wouldn't blast past the first. <laughs> That's one. right. That's right. You don't like. Pepper. I I'm not I'm not one for a hot thing. I I'm Caucasian as it gets. My salt so, my my spice is salt. Okay. <laughs> No, and, and I lie with that because I do put I do put stuff on things. It's it's butter and things like that. I don't go with hot. I fuck hot. Okay. But All anyways. Right. All right. No, that's great. Uh, no, I, I you know I love anything that brings a great uh, comedy uh, effect to just real life with with especially with actors when when um, what's the uh, between the ferns with uh, Zach uh, Galifianakis? Yeah. So I watched a, a a it's 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 like a spoof you know or a, um what do they call it when they goof up um, gag reel sure from yeah. that bloopers and it's and it's yeah the bloopers that is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my <laughs> life I was so I was like I need to go and watch this because. The question you watch asking. the actual series and it actually makes you uncomfortable sometimes. It's like, oh my god, did right. you just say that? 
Well, but that's what it is. Is he asked the he asked the un, uncomfortable question, and they're both looking at each other, and then they start laughing. But it's like some of them are so funny. You're like, oh my god, I I love the fact that these these people can laugh at themselves, and that's and that's what's great about it. Oh you know, yeah. Anybody that went on on that show is like, you know, okay, you've got a grain of salt because you can you can laugh at yourself because that's that's what it literally is. I was cracking up so much with that. So um, no, that's great. Uh, keep watching stuff. Uh, we have next week uh, Birdcage. Yeah. Right? If I'm not mistaken. Yep. I'm really okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that again. That's, I, that's I know one you of my are. all-time favorites. I, I actually <laughs> am too. Um, let me let me let me make sure I get the right one here. That was a 1996, if I'm not mistaken. No, nope, I don't that know. That is the wrong fucking show. I'm trying to pull it up on IMDb to see if I can. It's a remake it out. of a French film, Cage Follet, I think is how you pronounce it. I could, I'm, well, that's my, uh, that's how I pronounce it in my French there it is. Uh, accent. Okay. <laughs> I was right. It's 1996, but there is also well a birdcage that is spelled completely different. It is a animated something. I don't know, but anyways, it's completely <laughs> different. This okay. looks like it is now streaming on Amazon Prime. So yep. go ahead and, uh, I know every, like everybody and their mom's got Amazon Prime. Uh, go out and watch this. This is, uh, you know, we got Robin Williams, like, you know, one of the best, if not, like, I, I mean, the guy should be, you know, just God he's level. The, and as he's far the as... straight, he's the straight uh, person in this movie. Epic. Well, epic wait, 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 wait. Would you say straight? Are we talking comedy or sexual yes. here? Cause... Oh, come on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I know. I mean. Gene but, Hackman is the well, straight, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Then you got Nathan Lane, Diane Nathan Weiss. Nathan Lane uh, is brilliant. This was, yeah, his big, yeah, his big, you know, catapult into the into the cinema. I, I, I mean, I, I think yeah. he's been around for much longer, but this was the one that really made everyone aware of who he is. Oh, for in, sure, in cinema at least. Incredible job. So yeah, go out and watch that. Uh, catch us next week uh, when we when we drop our newest episode. Um, if you get this in time, I, I'm, I'm really hoping uh, we have a small chance, and I'm going to put this out on Facebook and see if I can make it happen, but we're about 120 downloads from doubling our download uh, numbers from last year. Oh, nice. Wow. We, we got about four days from, from today, and four, uh, it'll be three days from tomorrow when I drop this episode. So if you're listening to this, tell somebody. Go out and find somebody, open their phone, subscribe to How We Seize It. <laughs> so, so not only not only do you have to we have, you have to listen to the whole thing, so you get to this message at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's just one of those things. I, I thought it was really cool because I you know when I go on and track those, I I was like I've been looking at the numbers for the last month, and I was like, oh, we're really close to doubling our numbers from last year, which I find really incredible. We. What we does got, that mean though? If we double it, does that just mean you get? To I don't want to. Yeah, we doubled our listenership in 2025. Oh, okay, I thought maybe we might get a you know a, a, a range or an oven or something like that just to, as a as a no prize. no we get no <laughs> I'll send you a sticker you you, you proved to me that you downloaded a, a half of our episodes from this year I will send you a sticker all, right. all you gotta do is DM me or email me uh, DM me on on Facebook or email me at the dot podcast at gmail dot com send me your address and I will send you a how we see it sticker. So, um, yeah, that's what we got. But that doesn't count for you because I know you already got a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this is our last episode of 2023. Uh, it's been a good year. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, it has. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, yeah, we're bringing in the new year with Birdcage, so I'm looking forward to that. Birdcage, yeah, our, our, our spouse episode. That's your spouse episode, so we'll have Cindy. No, no, that's sure. Bose. Oh, you're right. That's Bose. I'm sorry. I I, I lose track of these. I, I don't always have the greatest. Mo- so funny conversation I had with my dad this uh, this Christmas. Um, he was asking about the podcast and he's like, so, so he's like, so do you get kind of drunk on these? And I'm like, yeah, usually, uh, you know, I, I, most of the time I get a pretty good buzz. And he's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta see these. And I'm like, well, you can't really see them. They're audio. And he goes, what do you mean? It says how he sees it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, no, dad. It's, it's, uh, I had to explain to my dad what audio books were, or what audio podcasts. And it was kind of funny. So he he says you need to put those uh, somehow on uh, on some way where we can see them. So the goal for next year is to find a way to actually uh, record these and put them out on YouTube. So so we say hey, how he sees it, we're really being legit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how it goes and uh, uh, we'll we'll try and get there. And uh, but thank you for if you're still with us uh, this late into the podcast. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed it uh, and uh, join us next week for our next one. Until then, that's how we seize it. Hail Caesars. What does that mean?